Welcome to ECP Viewpoints, a podcast from Cooper Vision, where we're bringing better vision to the world. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the ECP Viewpoints podcast by Cooper Vision. I'm Dr. Jennifer Palombi, and I am the Senior Manager of Professional Education and Development here at Cooper Vision. So we are continuing our conversation today about different modes of practice, and I am joined by optometrist and podcaster extraordinaire, Dr. Chris Wolf, who is the driving force behind iCode Media, as well as the Chris Wolf podcast on iCode Media. Welcome, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Dr. Palomi. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. I I couldn't wait to have this conversation with you because, as you know, we're talking about different modes of practice, the kinds of things that attract different optometrists to different practice settings and what they like best about it. And we kicked this series off on the last episode talking with Dr. Mike Shaheen, who shared with us a little bit about how he found himself, his way, if you will, into Uh, truly independent private practice. And so it made such a natural segue, if you will, to to transition to this conversation with you because you too are in an independent private practice, but you went the route of affiliating with an independent doctor alliance, in your case, Vision Source. Um, And so I, I think it's such an interesting contrast in approaching the same kind of practice opportunity from a slightly different point of view. And so I really appreciate you joining to talk through your journey in terms of, of how you got to where you are today in your practice. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's an interesting path and it's an interesting travel and I'll make the comment right away that you're a very good podcast host right off the bat. <laughs> Kudos to you. Oh goodness. Well, that's high praise coming from you. I tried to live up your example. <laughs> Thanks. I would think that, that when I think about independent practice, you know, one of the things, I, you know, my background, first of all, is, um, you know, my dad's an optometrist. Um, so he actually made the original decision to, to join Vision Source back in the early 2000s. I think it was 2001. And so since then, and since joining him and becoming a partner and then eventually buying him out, um, I continue to make that decision. Uh, and, you know, I, I think it's our nature, um, you know, in, in our philosophy, in our practice, my dad sort of built that philosophy. Uh, I've been able to be around it for a lot of years is that, you know, as a profession in general, we are much stronger collectively. And, uh, and that's kind of from a political standpoint, that's what I was kind of bred on to understand that uh, people aren't necessarily my competitors. You know, the doctor down the street is not my competitor. Uh, And while we're independent, we can do the things we want to do as a practice in terms of the type of patient care that we want to deliver and the patient experiences that we want to deliver we're much more uh, more strong collectively as a profession, both politically, because we can have uh, interventions so that patients have access to the knowledge, education, and training that we have that is current from what we have. But also from a practice standpoint, there's lots of really sharp docs all across the country and even you know specifically in my town that uh, have experiences and have and work through things on a day-to-day basis that are things that I haven't encountered before or haven't encountered in a long time. And so that's why I continue the path with Vision Source, uh, because we have a, a really cohesive network of people who um, understand, kind of have a very similar philosophy as I do in terms of, of patient care and in terms of practice. And um, so it, it, uh, it is not something that is, um, you know, when I when I think about like, 
just reading comments uh, in like just open comments. You know, one of the things I love is I, I know that these people uh, that are in our that are in our group do share those similarities. So I can ask them and I can trust what that they have a perspective that's similar to mine. Instead of just being like, hey, guys, what do you do in this situation? I just sort of blast it out to the world. I don't know if 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 uh, the responding doctor, if I blast it out to the world in public, if they have sort of the same perspective I have, do they understand the way that I practice? Do they practice the way I practice? What kind of insight are they giving me? So, but with this group, I definitely do, right? We share kind of similar values. And so I know, hey, look, how did you handle this problem? I know what their practice is like, and I can rely on the response that they give me. And that's that's probably the, the main reason, Jen, that I, that I continue to, to uh, be a vision source member. I mean, the cost of good savings is great. It's awesome. I mean, it's, it's, I think better than any, any other that, uh, is available. Um, and, uh, and it offsets our, our royalty fees that are, are there as well. It, I mean, our, our rebates and our, our savings offset that cost more than offset that cost. But really the biggest thing is having a group of people, uh, that are my peers that are going through the same thing every day. Uh, and, and I can rely on. Yeah, that's great. And it's not, it's not something, I mean, it's something I hear quite commonly, especially from vision source members, but certainly in, in any doctor alliances, you know, I think maybe from the outside looking in the first people think, okay, so you're joining a, a buying group essentially, or something along those lines. And it's interesting every time I talk to anyone um, in vision source, as I sit here listening to you, the first thing that seems to come to everyone's mind is more along the the camaraderie and the the sort of strength in numbers in terms of having someone to bounce ideas off of, or as you say, get that feedback from, you know who you're getting your answers from, as opposed to, like you say, fl- flinging them out there on social media and see what comes back. Um, what in What kind of benefits have you seen to your practice in terms of the business side of the practice? I know you touched on cost of goods. Um, but even from the inspiration you've gotten from your peers, maybe in a way that caused you to think a little bit differently about how you approach your business. Can you give us some examples of just the way that being a part of this network and a part of this broader conversation has just really impacted and improved what you do every day in your practice? Yeah. I mean, I think one thing that kind of comes to mind right away is the uh, idea of like new technology, right? Offering new technology and solutions for my patients. There, there's a story that comes to mind and I, I've, I don't know if I've told it on the podcast before, but um, a couple of years ago, a, a doctor was thinking about doing this new, you know, in their office was a new piece of technology. And he just could not wrap his mind around how he was going to expend all this upfront capital uh, and then have some return on investment of that technology. And it was technology that we had had in our practice since before I graduated in 2008. And, and it was commonplace among our, our group of doctors at that point in time. And so we had already, so at the time it was, I think it was right before the pandemic, it was like 2019. So at the time we had had this technology in our practice, allowing us to better care for our patients and generating revenue from, from that. So caring for patients, generating revenue from that. Uh, at a very high level um, for probably, well, almost 15 years. And he was was figuring out these very like basic kind of thoughts in his mind of what, what our practice went through 15 years before. And so all that revenue 
Uh, so he was kind of, so he, we were almost speaking an entirely different language. Uh, and, and he was going through things at that time that we had gone through together collectively 15 years before. And so like we had moved on, it was beyond it. So that was one of those things that, that I, I, in, I, I couldn't, I mean, I can say new other things as well. I mean, there's things like my site and how do you incorporate that? And how do you, how do you, uh, figure out a fee structure for, uh, myopia management in your practice? So, you know, I can, we're, we're not going to talk about, we'll charge this or charge that, but in theory, how would I structure those fees? Uh, how would I, how have you done it? What's a logical way to do that? That makes sense from a patient care standpoint, but then also a practice revenue standpoint. Those are like the more current things that, that we've gone through in our practice so that it's simple and, and it's a, it, it is repeatable to the patient and it doesn't really feel so much different to patients than what, what an other contact lens evaluation might be. Right. So it's similar in, in the way that we've structured our practice. My fees might be different than the guy down the road, but, um, but just that understanding and how to incorporate that into our practice has been a huge deal and that's something that's current, but I think that's that's uh, one of the untold values of that you can't really quantify. Like if I went back and quantified that, I could say, well, how much revenue did we? What what was our expense on that that device that we brought in? How much revenue we could calculate that? But the idea, the process of refining it was is un, you know incalculable in terms of a like a exact tangible dollar, except that we've been able to to work through that, and we're on to the next thing the next newer thing in our practice, like myopia management or, you know, um, you, you know, other, other, you know, scleral lenses, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know if that, that fully answered your question. It was probably a little bit more roundabout, but, but that's an example of both what we're dealing with now in our practice and refining, but also like a classic example of what that, um, of what that doctor Alliance has allowed us to do from a vision source standpoint, where we're, we're talking about things, like I'm thinking about things now that um, are just sort of emerging as technology. So by the time they become technologies uh, that we can access and we can use for patients, we've already sort of whittled through some of those things. And that, I think that's a huge benefit. Yeah, that is. I mean, it's sort of a standing on the shoulders of giants sort of thing. And that, you know, the, the thinking and, and the discussion has already taken place and it allows you to be an early adopter um, as opposed to a late adopter, I imagine, on a lot of things and know how to make it work um, in a meaningful way for your business. You know, it occurred to me as, as you were saying that and we were talking about the, the conversations and the opportunities to share that might not be, they're both apparent to us or they're apparent to both of us because we see it from the inside. But what are the opportunities to actually connect with your peers through Vision Source look like in terms of like, do you see them face to face often? Are there a lot of vision source practices in your area? Is it largely the exchange? It occurs to me that, that folks that have never been a part of this might not really recognize what that that networking opportunity looks like in vision source. You know, it has a different flavor and feel depending on where you go. So I have the pl pl privilege to go a lot of different places in the country to visit different meetings, uh, both through Cooper Vision uh, as well as some of the other uh, resources that I provide. And you do get a flavor and each one of those groups kind of develop their own flavor. But, but yeah, I mean, the short answer is, it, it, you know, in our, in our area, we meet quarterly face-to-face uh, -face, and, um, and we'll meet with usually kind of the regions where it's convenient for doctors to, to drive to. So like Omaha, Lincoln will connect. And then we have sort of central Nebraska and Western Nebraska. 
that will connect. And then we will have usually an annual uh, statewide meeting. Um, and so at those meetings, you know, a lot of times it is um, bring the things that you want to solve for, right? So like, here is, here is what we're struggling with as a practice. One of the things that we've done, and, and then we, we all try to have input and solve for those things. Or here's an idea. So like, like the, the meeting that we're having in November, we're going to be talking about what is the um, best thing that you've done from an optical growth and profitability standpoint. Okay, that's the first thing. But also, what's the biggest challenge you have? from an optical growth and profitability standpoint. So like people bring these ideas and then in sort of a trusted and controlled environment where we're sort of following, and these aren't vision source rules, but like in order to, to kind of have these mastermind groups, you do have to have like rules that people will adhere to. And then you can say, okay, well, here's my biggest, the big, the best thing we've ever done was this. The biggest challenge I have currently is this let's solve for that. And then people are saying, have you done this? Have you tried that? This is what we've done. Uh, and, and so those things become really dynamic and, um, and that's sort of what the feel is like in Nebraska, but I know in like San Diego, for example, uh, I'll give you an example of San Diego because I'm coming in there to help them with, with sort of one of the things they've been working on. It's a, and San Diego is an awesome group. I mean, they're all, like I said, they're all kind of unique, but San Diego has an awesome group. They, they did a, a course, uh, or uh, not a course. They, um, did one meeting in September that dealt with like, uh, some of the issues they have related to uh, billing and coding. And then they did a, they're doing another meeting this month that specifically like uh, pick apart their, their habits next month. I'm coming in to kind of help them restructure those habits. So they have a meeting every single month, but what they might do is say, okay, we're going to have this series of meetings that will build upon each other. So that at the end we wind up having this really good, powerful, to do in our practice. Uh, and so that those are just kind of a, a feel of what that might look like. Now, we also, as you alluded to, have the exchange, which is a, a big deal. Um, and it is a meeting, you've been to the, to the exchange, but I'll tell you, as, as an AOA supporter, uh, and I love going to optometry's meeting, um, you know, as a, an academy fellow, I like going to the academy meeting. Um, it is a totally different meeting. It's, it's all about, uh, again, what's, what is new technology? How do you incorporate different? Um, so how do you incorporate disease state management into your practice in a way that serves patients and also allows you to be profitable as a practice? Uh, it is a, just a completely different feel to the meeting than you'll get other places. And, uh, and, and so those are kind of the opportunities, Jen, that, that I think vision source members have um, across the country. Yeah. And one of the things I, I, I really enjoy the exchange, there's just a, there's an energy at that meeting that to your point is, is unique to that meeting. And one of the things I really appreciated about it and just, I guess, probably because my profession is, is, is education, <laughs> you know, centric. And that is the number of staff that were there for one and the number of staff that were there to really learn like, like high level things, you know, um, I did a, a round table that, that staff came through in the trade show area where they could stop at different stations and learn things. And we were talking at the time about myopia management and 
it was just so impressive. It was so great to see staff so heavily involved in the educational approach. And it was really great to see them so energized about learning eye care. Um, do you get do you get a lot of staff training resources through Vision Source, or is that something that's unique to that meeting? Can you talk a little bit? Because I know that staff training is an ongoing issue for everyone, regardless of where they're in practice. I mean, where we are right now, I mean, that's the thing is, I think, you know, the, probably the number, the, the top two issues that practices are dealing with is how do you, how do you get new staff and how do you retain those new staff? And, and one of the big things when we think about retention is, do you have a good program to help that staff from zero to, to kind of full blast, or they're just kind of thrust into to a situation. And so the short answer to your question, Jen, is yes. We have uh, resources through, uh, you know, kind of our housed on our learning platform called Insight. So you can share ideas there as well. As you know, you can get information about different uh, vendor programs, uh, different programs specifically within Vision Source, but also a whole track of learning. So uh, Lori Sorensen uh, kind of really laid out a a pathway like, okay, you're a front desk desk person. Here's like a, a theoretical, you can do however you want to do it, but you can follow this if you want to, or you could modify it with these other things, but she'll kind of create these first two weeks, shares it with everybody, and you can decide which ones I like or which ones I don't like, and you can augment and adjust within that, within insight programs, and then in on-the-job training as well. So yes, the other thing that I that you brought up that I want to amplify is this idea that, that and I actually uh, don't do as good a job as I, I could or should, but um, when you go to the exchange, you see how passionate your staff can be and how much of a driving force they can be in your practice, and that we can lean into them as a resource by kind of continuing to build them up and help them grow. And, and Vision Source is huge within that. We have even programs within Vision Source. So I mean, I talked about the doctor meetings, but what we call VSR. So Vision Source representatives is just a, a staff member on your team that you select that has their own meetings. Uh, and they talk about different programs and different ideas, just like, uh, like we would as doctors. Uh, the practice can decide to to use those programs if they're beneficial to the practice or they don't have to use them if they're not beneficial to the practice. And they are the ones that are coming back and saying, Hey, Dr. Wolf, why aren't you, why aren't we doing this? I went to this meeting. This is great. And, and, uh, and most of the time, sometimes you, you might say, Oh, well, we tried that and this, but most of the time what happens is you say, we tried that. And they're like, yeah, we talked about that, but this is how we can make it work. Oh, okay. Let's make that work. Instead of like the doctors being the one that have to drive the ship all the time, right? You can, you can sort of steer the ship in the right direction, but let your, let your team kind of come to solve those problems and, and find the ideas that, that are out there and available. And that's, that's huge. Yeah. And that kind of ownership of, you know, the direction of the practice and the success of the practice, when you can give the staff that little element of ownership of that process, to your point earlier, retention is as big an issue right now for everyone is finding those individuals. And I think when you have that level of investment, wouldn't you agree that that's just, it's just another reason to believe and another reason to stay and kind of make a career in the practice setting? In your practice. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of things that, and just, and even Janet builds culture. You know, if, if you're taking your whole team down there and you're kind of all experiencing this thing, right, that, that helps your practice, uh, and then they're bringing back ideas and you're truly giving value to those ideas and letting them kind of flourish. Uh, and then you're doing other team building exercises there, dinners, et cetera. It's like, 
like, look, you know, could, could, could you go and make a dollar an hour someplace else here? Uh, maybe probably, you know, probably, you know, you're, you're not always going to be able to out, uh, out pay somebody, but if you pay them well, right. I'm not saying don't pay them well, but if you pay you pay your team, well, take care of them, right. In both like their ability to have their at home life and their work life, um, and have a good culture where they know they're going to be supported and, 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 uh, they're going to have an opportunity to grow. I mean, that's, that's what people are looking for. Yeah, it really is. And work-life balance to your point is a huge element of that. Um, so I think that's fantastic. So we've talked about all of the ways that this benefits and is great from your point of view. I don't know if there are any, but have you encountered any drawbacks to being part of an alliance that, that our listeners should hear about? Like, Oh yeah, I hadn't thought about that angle. Um, or just maybe if not, this might not be for you if kind of thing. Yeah. I'll tell you it, this is not for you. Honestly, if you are kind of a, a complete lone ranger, vision source is not for you. You know, if you're, if you're the type of practice that's going to sit back and take, uh, and you're, you are not going to, and you don't want to engage or you don't want to idea share, uh, you'll, you'll probably feel like an outcast, honestly. And, um, and it doesn't mean that you have to be like that right away, but if you're not willing to be open with other people, uh, then a lot of times you're just not going to get out of it nearly as much as you think you'll get out of it. So just sitting there listening to other people's problems, as opposed to just engaging with them and then, and then also giving them your problems, right? Like if all I did was give people advice all the time and I never was vulnerable to be like, Hey, look, Jen, we're really having this issue in our practice. We need to solve for that. Um, people, people wouldn't probably have the same relationship with me as, uh, as they might if, uh, otherwise. So I, I would say that like, it's definitely not for you if, if all you are is a taker. Right. And what I mean by that is, is just that, is that, um, that if, if you just are, want to be on an Island vision source isn't for you. If you, if you just want a buying group and just everybody leave you alone and, um, and not try to kind of tap into those resources, then it's not for you. But if you, if you want, uh, the ability to, to have, all the great things that a buying group can do. And then all the other things that we've talked about today. Uh, and you're ready to be open with a group of people that you can trust. Um, and you will build that over time. Then uh, I think it's, it's a great option, but yeah, if you just want to be on your own and, and a lone gunman, probably not the right place. <laughs> I love that. If you're a lone ranger, this may yeah. not be for you. Um, you know, sometimes I think I'm, I, sometimes I think I'm like that, you know, like, and then I reflect on like all the relationships I've got within the profession. And I'm like, no way. Like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be any place at all with, with the relationships I've, without the relationships I've got in the profession. And, and the vast majority of those relationships were either formed or solidified through, through vision source. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I think, there's, there's almost nothing that, that I do now that I wouldn't, that I, that I would do, um, that I wouldn't be doing as well, or I'd probably do worse if I did them right without those relationships, just in general, like even just back to the very basic thing, Jen, of our profession, like if it weren't for the George Foster's and the David Cockrell's and the Dory Carlson's of the world, that are moving our profession forward before I was in the profession, then what I could do now is, is just a fraction of what I, what I can do. And I have that same belief about all those relationships of those people that I, 
with me of those people that I've that I've just mentioned, but also the people uh, within within Vision Source that just on a day to day basis of like not some grand scope of practice change, but like look, you know this you know Drew Bateman convinced me at one point to do this thing in my practice, and because I did that, my practice is so much better because of it. Those kinds of things are things that just um, yeah, you can't do it on your own. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, like I say, the value of a network, I sometimes think I'm a lone ranger too, only because I sit here in my home office on my own all day. But, you know, when push comes to shove, probably the most energizing parts of my week are moments like this, where I get to, you know, talk and interact and learn, which I, I always do on this podcast, which is one of the things I love about hosting it is there's, there's always lots of learnings for me too. If we're thinking about learnings for our listeners, do you have, so obviously there are a number of different independent alliances out there. Do you have any advice for listeners who are kind of considering their options thinking, gosh, maybe an alliance is the way I want to go. Um, what kind of advice do you have for listeners on how to even begin in terms of evaluating their options and sort of hitting that one that's right for them? Yeah. You know, I would say just like anything else, I mean, hopefully you have somebody that you can lean on that you know is is in that group. And I'd start there. You know, I'd start by saying, what do you, you know, what do you think about this? That you know, get away from from the taglines we talked about. Uh, I mean, you know, social media is is valuable, but but again, have, get somebody's perspective that you think is uh, that you that you trust what their perspective is wonder why, you know, why, why would all these, why would all these really successful, I mean, one of the, the convincing things from me from a vision source standpoint, but you could probably make the case for a lot of other uh, alliances is, you know, why would all of the past presidents of the AOA, you know, guys like Pete Kehoe and Dory Carlson and Harvey Hanlon, I mean, why, why David Cockrell, why would these guys have, have been in vision source over the years, their successful practices? talk to them. If you've got relationships with those types of people, talk to them. What did you like about it? What don't you like about it? If you left, talk to people why, you know, about why they might've left a certain, uh, a certain alliance. And then, um, you know, ask them, what did they get out of it? If, if the answer is, um, you know, I got good pricing and that's all you care about, then find one that has good pricing that, that may have, you know, um, and, and if, uh, if they got more than that, then, uh, then I, I start to investigate it a little bit more, but, and I would, I would just kind of turn off, you know, there's been a lot of recently, not just, not actually not with the envision source at all, but another, another practice Alliance, um, kind of got a lot of headlines recently. And, uh, I, and I would still say, reach out to somebody that's in that practice Alliance. What's their experience been and what do they anticipate moving forward? And, uh, just talk to a human that you trust. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so for so for any of you listening, if you have questions specifically for Chris, by all means, send them to me at professionalaffairs at coopervision.com and I can get those two. We know how to find each other, right, Chris? Sure. <laughs> so yes, absolutely. I'd be happy to. Or as I mentioned earlier, he is, of course, the driving force behind iCode Media. And I'm sure there's plenty of ways to get in touch with you through there, too. Um, thank you so much for joining us. For those of you listening, if you are looking for more information, if you're new to practice in particular and looking for more information about all of those hot issues and how to run a business and those sorts of things, by all means, check out the ECP Viewpoints Online Success Center. There is a category in the learnings there called Hive. 
Um, and that is a, a network essentially for new ODs who are looking for answers on all kinds of things from student loan payoff to financial planning and evaluating contracts. So if you're new to practice or new to this conversation, even about how to start running a business effectively and want some more information, um, you can do the learnings right there on the Online Success Center. And you can reach that right through the top banner on the ECP Viewpoints blog. Um, and by all means, if you are not already following the Chris Wolf podcast, please do so. It's like this one is available on all of your favorite platforms. Uh, so check out Chris's podcast. I know I always tune in and learn something from you, Chris. So thank you for all the work you do there as well. Thanks, Dr. Palombi. I, I really appreciate the opportunity and, uh, and the partnership. So thank you. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And thank you again for joining us today. And until next time, everyone, thanks for tuning in. And we will continue the conversation about modes of practice in our next episode as well. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.